just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. I'm Dom and I've seen 51 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 3, Episode 6, Locked Hearts and Hand Grenades. Error. Reconfiguring. Perspective, nephew. I'm here to adjust yours. She's going to have problems with her hands. So yeah. She can pick up plates and not feel that they're boiling. You uh-huh. know, she's got asbestos fingers. They're going to be rough. What is that? Is that like, a crow's foot? What the fuck? At the cafe, like, can I can I see something Italian? Can I see that it had an impact on you? Can I see that what Keith and Lucas went through for them six weeks that you were away were worth it, Karen? Karen! You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. Karen! Where wild dreams are born. Wait, why are you making this shit up? What you, what's wrong with you? Be, no, not Philip. Felix. <laughs> Felix not working. Felix, it's over. <laughs> the asthma's doing you wonders. I watched him have a shit in an alley and I watched him kiss his first girlfriend. Must have been a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> when do you plan to start living? Hello, mate. Alright, guys. How you doing, boozy? So one dunk and you're done, kind of biscuit. Oh, oh fucking today. about me. He's like, don't be mean, no, Simon. Listen, keep being mean. I'm gonna make you call me Colonel, okay? Happy. ATM over here. You just become a raven. Love that. Love that. Love that. Don't in the snow. Keith, what is slab and beef? Absolutely. A las cuevos, a One Tree Hill podcast. Soy Simon. Why me encanta One Tree Hill? Holiday. I was not expecting that. <laughs> So hello and welcome to the Ravens of One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 3, Episode 6, Locked Hearts and Hand Grenades. Dom, we're here. How are you, my man? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I was going to say... I'm I'm quite tired this week. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a bit like run down and stuff. But I am like that's nothing compared to you know what we were discussing. Let's say off air, because I don't have a child, <laughs> so my problems are minuscule compared to like my sleep problems at least are minuscule compared to yours. So other than that, I'm fine. Everything is okay. How are you, my very good friend Simon? <laughs> is this your new thing i've noticed this the last few weeks i like it it puts me on a up going into the podcast i i am also sleepy for child reasons but dom everyone's problems are their own everyone's pain is individual so you don't need to compare your pain to mine your pain is your own own it feel it 
have it. Oh, but I, please, I feel get beyond it. <laughs> See past it, my friend. Well, this is because you went on the dreaded stag, or as they would say in the Northern American continent, bachelor party. You didn't want to go, famously. You have gone. How was it? I didn't want to go. I did go. It was an incredibly long day into the next day as well. So we stayed in a hotel in London, which was... You know, fine. I paid quite a lot of money for that weekend, so the weekend just gone. And Wait, hang on. Is it just for the parameters here? So it was one night or two nights? One night. Okay, Saturday night? Saturday night into Sunday. Okay. Crazy. In Soho in London. So it's packed and it's crazy busy. Every bar is rammed. Every bar is blaringly loud. And this is when COVID. I realise I'm just too old for this shit. <laughs> what about COVID? Was that on your mind? I had masks on quite a lot of the time. When you say too old, you mean too old like, I can't hear anyone, I'm having to strain my voice, I'm sure something good is on TV, I could be sat watching television right now, was that it? I could have been sat doing anything. Other than that. So this this is kind of like, this is the basis of the weekend. It was, we all met in like one place in London. So we all met at North Greenwich Station, just outside the Millennium Dome, right? Or the O2 mm-hmm. Arena, <laughs> Millennium Dome. If anyone who knows it is the Millennium Dome, well done. Um, <laughs> Aging ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Well, I think the first time I went to the Millennium Dome was with you, wasn't it? I went with you and your folks. And they did like yeah, when it... a little show and... Yeah, it was awesome. It just it just opened. Yeah, in the millennium. Yes, <laughs> the year two thousand. <laughs> That's crazy. I that literally just came into my head as you said that. I'd completely forgotten that. Yeah, I always think about that because do you remember they had the human body like exhibition thing? Yeah, and we could, you could go in, you could like climb in this massive like made human body and see how the body works and stuff. I remember your mum and dad like waiting outside for us as we were wandering around it. You see, this is this is the thing. I, so often interesting isn't it how we remember things how our mind plays tricks on us and when you actually you can actually go in to the corners of your mind and find the information and be like no that's not this is how it went because i i always remember it as if we'd like sort of started to have lost touch by that point but not at all we must have been 13 at that point not not, we'd never lost touch lost touch but I sort of have this idea of when I started secondary school, it was this whole dark time and I didn't, you know, lost friendships and all these kind of things. But this isn't the case. We would have been in like year eight, year eight, year, yeah, eight, year nine, around maybe. Year eight. I think it was actually like later on. So like, let's say like year 10, year 11. So GCSE years when you're 14, 15, 16, and then moving into A double is kind of that time period where it kind of started to go a bit quiet between us and then just the it's different strokes for different folks isn't it you know things things happened you know that made us follow slightly different paths different friendship groups different schools you know it wasn't easy I think in the first sort of couple of years of secondary school to like the third year we we tried really hard to like stay in touch all the time and see each other all the time and and we did a good job of it but i think it gets Mm. to a point where you start getting 
um, into different groups and you're invited to different things by that age, aren't you? And you're invited to parties and you get, you know, you meet girls. I mean, I didn't meet any girls, but you met girls. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, things change and you start hanging out with different people and just, just yeah, you just follow different paths. And it was quite like, it was on and off in our 20s as well. There was like touches of contact and moments of you know particularly your your wedding was one of them um but there's there's other moments as well and then yeah bang into the into our 30s and it's kind of reconnect time isn't it we've had a decade off from each other but it's time to uh time to be in each other's pockets once again (laughs) (laughs) it's it has always been love though like it was always even when we weren't like seeing speaking to each other that often it wasn't like we weren't speaking you know it was just like you said we were just off doing our own things and mm. leading our own paths it's like but we, if we i'd ever to, saw you to uni in that time and mm. you know that that then starts off a whole new like tree of things going on and people that mm. you end up interacting with and talking to and averting your gaze that kind of thing you know <laughs> but <laughs> nicely put good words good vocabulary (laughs) yeah but it's kind of almost serendipitous magdalena loves that word because we have we can reminisce about the memories that we have up until those sort of early teen years and then we've got these gaps so that the story i can tell you stories that you don't know and you can tell me stories that i don't know Mm. and it's kind of perfect like we're catching up on all of that via the podcast i was gonna say that at the beginning it's funny that quite often now we'll say i had before recording oh how's it going actually don't tell me let's wait let's do it on the podcast yeah and it's like we do (laughs) we do an introduction for the podcast it's basically just like an introduction to our weekly catch-up conversation (laughs) (laughs) pretty much but sorry right so back to the stack back to business so in in the in the period of time where we probably didn't talk as much i probably would have been okay with this stag weekend <laughs> you know i would have been able to handle it a bit more but i so we started off the day with an escape room the escape room was really fun it was good okay and what it was quite creepy as well so we go into this room and it's like a doctor's office surgery like um kind of like a chemist sort of thing Mm -hmm. and there's a zombie outbreak and there's of course there's a door and we have there's we're all locked in and we've got we're supposed to have 50 minutes but we had 40 minutes because the guy that organized the sagdus the best man just ran everything behind so late i mean it got to a point where i kind of took over logistics and was like right where do we need to get to? And he told me, and I was like, okay, so there's... Such typical Dom. Oh, what Such was, typical what was... Dom behaviour. <laughs> I was already thinking in the escape room, you'd have just gone, okay, everyone, just sit down, sit down, clipboard out. Okay, yeah, just get it going. And I was just like, okay, we need to get there. We were supposed to be there at two. It's already quarter past two. You've, you know, been waiting for these Ubers for long enough. They're not coming. We're in the wrong place for that. This is a taxi rank, so they can't stop there anyway. We need to, you know, get a wriggle on. This bus is there. This is the bus route. Get we need a wriggle on. <laughs> this is the bus route we need to take. Let's get on it and let's go. And we did. We got there and they were like, okay, we just have to cut your, you know, escape room time down by 
by 10 minutes. So it was like, okay, great, let's go. And there was 10 of us, so we split into two groups, obviously five and five. There was me, you know, the groom, the best man, and then two others. And The uh, goons. The goons, yeah. And um, we, there's this door like slightly opens and this zombie comes out. And this thing is like covered in blood, bits of flesh hanging off, the creepy zombie eyes. It's it's growling, it's crawling, and it's chained up. But every five minutes, the chain gets longer. So after 15 minutes, the zombie can touch every corner of the room. No. So we have 15 minutes to start sorting shit out. And they it's have... just that this is an actor that's just yeah yeah yeah, and they were really up. they were really good because it was fucking creepy. And then and then you have um, the rest of the time that we're in there. So normally you'd have up to fifty minutes, and we only had up to forty to to distract the zombie and work out the puzzles and get out. So I worked out like three or four puzzles, and then I became sort of fodder for the for the zombie. If the zombie touched you, you had to go and sit out in a corner. And like on these like steps where you became sort of untouchable, but you were you could still interact. And what was quite funny is that if you left any like vital bit of equipment out, the zombie would just take it, would just be like Rah, and just like grab it and fuck off with it. And you're like, no, no, we needed that. So we had to like run interference and distract the zombie and then get this sort of shit back. So yeah, that was really fun. I enjoyed that. Then we did airsoft. Sounds good. Yeah. Have you ever done airsoft? Unfortunately, yeah, okay. I I did it with. Well, they were all right people, but people that took it really seriously. Oh. Like, to them, they were like it was a weekend in Nam, you know. Yeah, and, the people and they loved it. And the, I was like, I just I want to go home. So the the best man and the and the um one of their mates and the group one of the groom's mates thought it was like live action Call of Duty. And it's just mm. like, wow. And they're like gun butting people and all sorts. No, oh not, not really, not really, not really. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they think that, I mean, that's allowed. It's against the rules. Yeah, yeah just smashing people up. <laughs> did you like that? It was okay. It was all right. I didn't mind it. Um, what was quite funny is that everybody put overalls on. I thought, I'm not going to wear those fucking skanky manky overalls. And uh, the guy that, you know, there was, there was a marshal that thinks they're clever and funny. He was like, where's your overalls, mate? I was like, oh, the guy said they were like optional, so I'm not going to wear them. He went, huh, you'll regret that in a minute. And it, it, it had absolutely no bearing on my regret, regretting the situation. I'd already regretted the moment, like, as soon as I got on the train this morning. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I'm um, already living in regret, yeah. Marshall. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that was absolutely fine. You get a couple of, like, smacks. But the worst one was when it hit my thumb. It hit me right on the knuckle on my thumb. Ooh. That really hurt. But other than that, it was it was okay. You know, used to getting punched and kicked. So that's fine. Okay, so that all went really well. We were then running late um, to get back to we had to go back to north greenwich because there were like two people leaving so it left us like we dropped down to eight people by that point we have to get to the hotel we check in the check-in is an absolute farce because there's like eight of us getting four rooms so we like doubled up in rooms and that's that you think that's fine and fairly simple but they were all in the names of people that either hadn't come or was the best man's name so the best man like got himself checked in and then buggered off with whoever was staying in his room and then like left us to it and we're like we don't know who the rooms like who, what name the rooms are in and then we're trying to get hold of him and you can get hold of him and it was a nightmare but we figured it all out in the end got checked in 
and as we were getting checked in, it was like, okay, you've got 10 minutes before we've got to get to the next thing. And, and I was like, so this was like, um, like a meal or whatever. Great. But we both need to, me and the, the other guy that was in the room need to go and like shower and get ready. And yeah, okay. So we're guys and it's not going to take too long, but you know, we need a bit of time at least. So we went up, got changed. It's about quarter past seven. Me and him go down to the lobby as quickly as we can. And we're the first two there. Bear in mind that everybody had their rooms first as well before we did. So we're waiting and we're waiting. And we message and say, look, guys, the the thing was supposed to be at seven. It's now like 20 past, 25 past. What's going on? Time drags on. And then we eventually get everyone together. It's about quarter to eight. We've been waiting for fucking ages downstairs. And we're like, okay, let's go to the restaurant. It's okay because the restaurant's only around the corner. And I've already called them to say we're going to be late, which is the best man saying that. Oh, brilliant. Okay, let's go. We get to the restaurant. No, 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 you're at the wrong one, mate. You've booked for the one in Leicester Square. So you've got to go and walk like all the way down there. So he'd booked the restaurant, same chain, in the wrong fucking location. So it's just, it's just a really long walk to the sort of Leicester Square. I say long walk. It's just because um, I was wearing my boots and my boots were rubbing. And I've now got some like... Wait, wait, wait. Talk to me about these boots. Ah, uh, just a pair of DMs. Now, come on. Colour? Just black, straight up. Yeah, just black DMs. All right. But I thought... Did you... Did you not, but no, 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 no. We're not moving on from the boots yet. I was going to explain you, the boots. Do, oh, okay, go on. So they're, they're, they're boots that I used to wear for work. I always wore boots at work because it's just easier. Just slide them on. Don't have to worry about okay. laces. And... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, they, are these don't have laces? They don't have laces. Don't need laces on boots. Oh. Nah, don't be silly. Okay. And uh, I thought, oh, they're pretty comfortable, so I'll wear them. Because they'll be good for, like, running around Airsoft. They'll also be good for, like, walking around London. And then um, anything else we've got going on in the evening. Little did I know that they would... My left boot would, like, just start cutting in to uh... my to my left foot. And I've it's, it's not a pretty picture. It's horrible. It's very painful. Oh, no. So I was, like, hobbling along. And uh, the guy I was staying in the room with, I was like, you don't have to have any plasters on you. And he's like, oh, I've got a compi. If you want that, I was like, excellent. <laughs> that was brilliant. I put that on. It lasted about an hour and then it like rubbed off. And I was just like, there's an hour of pain-free walking, which was good. But then he the... gave, he gave you the gift of an hour. He gave, yeah, he did. He was actually my hero for, for that hour. Um, but afterwards, fuck him. He was a piece <laughs> of shit again. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you started and that's where you ended up. That's where you're going to end up, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So anyway, the the main point of the story is we then go to a club. Mm -hmm. We get to the club also. Oh, no, no, we went to a whiskey tasting. I don't drink whiskey. I don't drink spirits. I had to drink five different whiskeys. Same. And I I was just like, this is horrendous. They all taste the fucking same. It all burns. It's all not very nice. You're telling me that I should be getting hints and notes of this and that. I can't. It just, (laughs) it's just like a small glass of fire. That's all that I'm getting. So Mm, the lovely note of ginger in that. No, wait, that's actually my throat is burnt because it's like I've just ingested varnish. This could be varnish for all I know. Wood stripping varnish. Absolutely. You could have just given me a bit of white spirit and dabbed some coke in it to colour it a bit. Do you know what I mean? Ridiculous. Yeah, here's some unleaded. Yeah. <laughs> Down the hatch. Anybody got diesel? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. did, did you get buzzed from the 
tasting. I, made me feel horrendous. So yeah, I was I was a little bit I was a little bit tipsy from that. I'd already like had a few drinks at, at dinner as well, which I didn't order but got. It was just like other people had ordered them and I was like Okay, fine, I'll drink it, you know. <laughs> and then What um, are we talking? Pints? No, I would have been alright with pints. I ended up with two cocktails and like a bottle of prosecco and I pretty much had the bottle to myself. Wow. But this was, was someone the, else pouring it. Cocked, what was in the cocktails? Um, one was a martini thing. Ooh. Which was disgusting as well. I didn't enjoy that. And I think they both might have been martini. Either way, okay, so I did not enough. enjoy it. <laughs> you've, you've ingested a lot of alcohol here, yes. A fair amount, yeah. Not, not as much as, as the rest, but enough to... I can feel it. It, but I can still feel the pain in my left foot, though. So, it's um, it's obviously not doing a good enough job. Okay. Finish the whiskey tasting. We're then an hour and a half late to get into this club that I already didn't want to get to, but we're going anyway. What kind so of we club? I'd uh, like just the, the usual annoying nightclub in London. Was the music? Did it sound a bit like this? <laughs> <laughs> It was that, but 9,000 times louder. Oh, <laughs> that's as loud as I can go. <laughs> that was just scary grunting. And right. Then, yeah, and it, and then I was just sitting there thinking, I, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be with these people particularly either. You know, they're, they're not bad people, but they're not really my people. And I'm thinking, I just can't be bothered with this. And And then... What starts happening, which I'm sure you've been there before, is when is an acceptable time to leave? What is an acceptable time for me to be able to leave? And I'm thinking this whole time, someone has already gone. We've already lost one member of this party. So I am not on the shit list. I'm on the survive till (laughs) this time list, which is good. But I'm tired. I just want to have a little lie down. My boots are probably full of blood. I just wanna I just wanna go back to the hotel and have a little cry. So can I just go? I make it to it gets to about half one in the morning and the best man oh, that's goes late enough. The best man goes, We're all going downstairs, we're all going downstairs, there's another room and I'm like, Oh great, brilliant, exactly what I wanted to fucking hear. So I go downstairs and the toilets are downstairs and I'm like, Okay, this is okay. my opportunity, I go into the toilet. I stand in the toilet for a couple of minutes. I then leave (laughs) because I needed to make it look like I went. I then leave the toilet and I go straight back Uh upstairs. I walk straight out and I walk straight back to the hotel without telling anyone. I just left. Okay. Was there a WhatsApp group? (laughs) Did did you do the old, I couldn't find anyone. I just, uh, I've just gone back to that. Yeah. Yeah. See you guys at breakfast. Be safe. Yeah. So the groom, you know, peace emoji. (laughs) The groom messaged me. And was like, where have you gone? But this is about 20 minutes after I'd left. Where have you gone? And then I messaged the group and said, you all right, everyone? I've gone back to the hotel. <laughs> it's just so it looked like the message was always there. <laughs> yeah. Smart. There we go. And, and then the go. next morning, like I couldn't sleep. I say, when I've had a few drinks, I can't sleep. I'm very restless. My heart is like pounding and I just cannot sleep. So I, I barely did, slept. Did you have drinks or cocaine? One was <laughs> <laughs> just laced and then yeah i just i just really really struggled to sleep the the um the guy that was staying in my room came back at about 20 to 4 
And I was like, Jesus Christ. But I was still up. And he was like, Christ, why are you still up? I was like, I just can't sleep. Well, so, instantly, I just thought you was going to say, the guy came in, you know, you was half asleep. You opened your eyes, turned around. He was just furiously masturbating <laughs> in the corner of the room, <laughs> staring at you with one monocle in. It would have been very quickly. And sniffing, and sniffing the blood in your boot. It would have been very quickly thrown out of the room via a window if that had been happening, I think. Um, but no, he came in and was like, oh, sorry if I woke you. I was like, no, no, I was up anyway. And then, yeah, I must have had about two hours sleep and then got up the next day and was like, I'm not going to hang around. I'm just going to go. So I just, I got my stuff. I said goodbye to everyone. Like everybody met in the lobby because we had to check out at like 11. Um, and I was like, they were like, oh, we're going for breakfast. And then we're going to do this, going to do that. I was like, I'm not. I'm out of here. And I left. Okay. And I thought, I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> you got home, you washed that foot. That foot has been and... washed. Everything got washed. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I have the wedding this weekend. Okay. Just... You don't want to go to that. I don't want to go to that. Is that what you're trying to say? I, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I've booked quite like a nice little like inn. It's like a hotel, but it's called an inn. So I'm thinking, oh, this could be nice. And it looks nice in the pictures. And I'm thinking, I might just go there and stay there. And, and just, I might just <laughs> and say... And not go to the wedding. Oh, I've, I've, done a, I've done a lateral flow test and it's come up. It's come up as positive. So I've got to go and have a COVID test. I'm really, I'm really tempted. It's <laughs> so fucking tempting. Goat? Wait, do you mean, are you going with your girlfriend? Yeah. Okay, I was, it would have been funny if you just... Just going on my that. own, yeah. Just have a little solo break. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Well, I mean, what... Yeah. I, I haven't been... I haven't been to a nightclub since the last time I went on a stag, which was... Had some similar traits to the one you, that you just described, but also had... Like I almost died three separate times, and I'm, these aren't exaggerations. Like as in, almost died as in, if a couple things had gone differently, could have died. I'll give you the, I'll give them very quick the headlines. It was in Slovakia, for one. In Bratislava. Yes, yes, yeah, Bratislava. Nice. Have you been? No, I, I, I again because of this stupid wedding, I should be going to Bratislava today now should be there from tomorrow over the weekend but i can't go because i'm at a wedding wait what are you going from to bratislava for that's where my work's head office is oh okay. <laughs> a lovely place a lovely place please slate it go for it <laughs> i want to hear what you no to say. <laughs> it was it was it, it was actually really nice it was um but we firstly we were our hotel wasn't a hotel it was a boat it was a boat that was docked, okay? It was... Uh, but it basically fitted in every kind of bachelor party cliche you could into a weekend. As in, we landed, got... got We, our, we had a tour guide or a guide, uh, and we went straight to the middle of nowhere to fire shotguns and handguns, like, which didn't feel safe at all. It didn't feel like this was regulated. It didn't feel like this was at any point. It just didn't feel right. Anyway, we a couple of different things happened. But on the first night, we everyone was at the end of the night. 
in Bratislava, everyone was drunk and there was a fountain and we were sitting on the fountain, like sat on it to take pictures, right, as like a group. And as we were there and stood up on it, getting into position, some local guys were like, you know, not in, in a language that we didn't understand, but you could understand their body language and the tone of what they were saying was basically saying, get the fuck off of this fountain. Like it must have been historical or something. Mm. Now, I wasn't that drunk at all. Or as I'm older now and a bit more aware, I was just like, oh, shit, I don't want I don't want to be disrespecting anyone or anything. So I go to jump off of the fountain but to jump off, there's about three foot of water because we were on the inner part and then a ledge, a concrete ledge, and then about four foot down to the floor. So as, as I've leapt, I've gone over and I'm wearing shoes and it's wet and my foot just slips and I'm and I'm falling face first down into concrete. So I try and twist to land on my back to save like my face and I just like flat on my back. And I'm in like, even though I'm like a bit drunk, I'm in a lot of pain, but there's a lot of people around. So people start gathering. So what's your natural instinct to do as a, as a British person? Get Say up. that you're fine and try and stand up. You get up and be like, I'm okay, I'm okay, go away. <laughs> so I sort of get up, winded. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Fine, absolutely fine. Yeah, okay, yeah. All right, true. back to the boat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> The next morning, I could barely move, like, get out of bed. So that was one. Uh, The second one, we did, in some, like, man-made course, we did rapids. It's, like, rapids in, like, kayaks. You know, like, uh, going down these rapids in kayaks. Yeah. And then at the end, because I guess this wasn't regulated either, (laughs) they were like, okay, if you guys want to, in your life jackets, you can just jump in. In, and go down the rapids with it did not in a kayak or anything just jump in okay people were jumping in i guess i'm jumping in i jump in instantly i'm like down under the water and i swallow some water into my mouth and i'm like <gasps> like <coughs> like choking i'm like oh my god i'm gonna fucking die <laughs> I, 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 i'm gonna drown in Bratislava, <laughs> and they're going to have to... This is, I'm, am I going to be on the news? Is there going to be a headline? Stupid British man drowns in Bratislava. X-rays and autopsy shows he also had a dislocated disc in his back <laughs> from previous... No- and so, as I, like, I get back up and get to the surface, and I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'm drowning. I see the guy, like, you know, like a guy on the bank that obviously works there. And I look around first to see where the other guys are. I can't see anyone. So I think it's safe that I can ask for help. So I'm like, like waving at him, like, help me, help me. And he suddenly, I see the fear in his eyes. And I'm like, oh, God, uh, I'm going to die. And he puts in some like, you know, I don't know, like a a massive, yeah, yeah, a rod, some sort of, yeah, rod. I grab onto it and I pull onto the bank. And as I do that, I look to the right and literally like five feet to the right was the end of the rapids and everyone was just sort of sat and safe. But they didn't quite see me. They were looking the other way. So I just sort of climbed up and I sort of looked at the guy almost as if, 
shh, go away. Don't blow my cover. And I was like, oh, yeah, great fun, guys. Great fun. Um, and then the final one, because there was three, um, was the and the best man that uh, had done all of this stuff hadn't told any of us what was happening like it was a surprise to everybody we didn't know we we're going to a gun range we didn't know we was going kayaking we didn't know any of this shit and so what we also didn't know was that as we were driving in this like little minibus thing that we got ran off of the road by another van that came out with two guys with machine guns oh and said that we needed to give them 5,000 euros or they were going to kidnap us or whatever. But they they grabbed people, like they hit one of the guys, uh, like they were like, they, they grabbed one of the guys that didn't know, like not the best man, and they kicked him out of the, uh, the bus Jeez. and then they stood us all up in a line with these machine guns. And I was literally thinking... <laughs> I could find 5,000 euros. That's going to get me out of this. (laughs) You want the sort code, account number? What do you need? (laughs) Take the fucking card. The pin number is. (laughs) It's going to buy my freedom, right? I don't know these guys that well. But being serious, they put us into this crowd while they were like sorting things out and in my mind i'm like this can't be real this can't be real this can't be real but also in my mind i'm looking around and everyone uh, ben was there who we went to school with he was white as a sheet and and he was kind of my barometer for is this real <laughs> he was like casper and i was like jesus christ so <laughs> I started moving myself to the back of the crowd, like almost hiding behind other people. And I'm like six foot two, and I'm sort of like crouching. Like Homer in the hedge. (laughs) Yes. But then I was also looking across, and there was an open field. And I was like, maybe I should just run for it. But I'm not that fast a runner. Anyway, the the guy whose wedding it was is uh, Simon you know as well mm. he got it worse they blindfolded him threw him into a ditch and put his fingers in pliers saying they were going to cut his fingers off if he didn't give him five thousand euros um and they also got his brother who's his little brother and he was like screaming and stuff it was really terrifying and then eventually they let us in on like oh it's all a joke but not to simon they then put him into a ditch as if they were going to execute him and then they turned the blindfold off and we all had to be like yay (laughs) covered in piss (laughs) and it was at that moment i was like i never ever need to go on a stag do ever again i was like thank you for ticking all of these boxes i want to go home and never speak on it again and one of the the lasting images was that simon they dressed him as a woman for the flight home and the flight there of course but on the flight home they'd got him like a skirt or something or other and as we were sat in the airport in the gate to go home (laughs) i looked across and his legs were slightly open and his balls were hanging out <laughs> in the airport. <laughs> and I was like, I need to, I'm going home. I am done. <laughs> done. Oh my God. That just sounds traumatic. It, it, well, my, my, so my, 
Were you covered in piss? Someone must have pissed themselves. This is the kind of situation where bodily functions just just don't... You have no control of them. It would just happen. If you think it's real. I mean, I I kind of was in my head as I can't be real, it can't be real. It might be real. (laughs) And I was like, if it is real... Just have it. Have whatever you want. Like, just let me go home. Yeah. It was very much in my mind was like, no, this is about my safety and my freedom. Like, if I can help someone else here, sure. But that's not my priority. <laughs> you know, I want to get home to my wife, you know. But my question is, my question is, Dom, is after all of this and what you've been through, if you were to get married... You know, you have a lovely girlfriend. This this could be in the cards at some point down the line, you know. How would you feel about a bachelor party, stag party? Or would you would you organise it yourself so you know it's gonna be something that you'd enjoy? I um I'm not a big fan of like many people. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um I literally it would be something as simple as what we've discussed before where Mm. it will be come around to mine we're just gonna watch some films and eat a lot of pizza Mm. and maybe have a couple of drinks play some games or something and that is it i want nothing else i want nothing else that's all i need i even need that yeah but you know it'd be nice that's it yeah if i have someone saying oh let's do this is it no Get out of my house. Yeah. You are unwelcome. <laughs> Delete me from your phone. Never contact me again. Goodbye. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I've blocked you from mine preemptively. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You've already been removed. But I know what you mean I... about unregulated gun shooting. I've been to... So I went to Vegas. And when you go to Vegas, you got to shoot some stuff, right? That's the, the dumb thing. Of course. I, I went to Vegas on, a, again, a, a sort of stag do week it was great but i wish i had more money uh, at the time when i went it was quite a few years ago and you go to the gun range and it's like i will hand you the gun you will fire the gun until the clip is empty i will take the gun from you and i will unload the weapon you know all of that and you're like okay there's some fucking strict rules and like you will <laughs> you will not turn you will not face another direction if you need to change arm or change hand you will ask the instructor first and there's all this sort of like very careful considered rules yeah because there's guns i went to latvia i'm with it <laughs> right <laughs> which is you know fairly similar to your experience in slovakia and i feel the story is about to change guy walks over goes hero's gun point this way goodbye and just leaves just leaves us with (laughs) like weapons and live ammunition like what's wrong with this geezer yeah yeah it didn't feel safe at all here's a shotgun um okay yeah i don't well i don't think i want it please the one in latvia the groom so we were all told face that way so it was all pretty obvious don't fucking turn around the the groom has a shotgun and spins around and literally there's 11 of us and we all hit the deck. We all literally oh, yeah. hit the deck in fear that he's going to shoot one of us with his shotgun or several that of just, us. I just got nervous just hearing you say that. Yes. So not quite as traumatic as yours, but still scary. Jesus, Jesus. Well, 
I fully agree. I mean, we've spoken about this at some point on the podcast before, but if I could go back and do... I, I think F and I at some point want to renew our wedding vows. Um, you know, nice thing to do. And if we do that, I think I would do an honorary stag party, bachelor party for myself just to, in place of the old one, you know, because the old one was arranged by somebody else and was not anything, not in a place that I would have ever chosen, not doing anything, you know, all these kind of things. It wasn't unregulated shooting or anything like that. The, in fact, there were no activities. The activities were drinking, uh, oh. you know, but yeah, and it would be exactly like what you just sort of said, maybe a couple hands of poker yeah, put Die Hard on, order some pizzas, everyone go home at a reasonable hour. Yes. <laughs> and maybe you'd stay, Dom, and we'll do a podcast after. Like, that would be <laughs> that would be ideal. Yeah, definitely. It's like, it's 10.30, you lot need to leave now. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's 10.30 at night, it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard and get the fuck out of my house. But Dom... Speaking of podcasts, maybe we should do one yes, about One Tree Hill. Definitely. Let's get into this episode. Well, wait, no, I haven't even got to the... This was just asking how you was. Well, I... nothing else matters. You've asked me how I am. I've asked you how you are. We talked about how horrendous um, stag dudes are. Let's just go from there. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I love it. Well... <laughs> On podcast-related news, I just wanted to say the Instagram. I, I've been... I spoke to you about this, Dom. This is the Ravens podcast one. I've kind of taken a little bit of a break from it. I found a way to post on that Instagram account from my computer. Uh, it was just getting a lot. Like, it's a lot of... It's a lot. It's a lot. It's, you know, especially when it's on your phone and there all of the time. So I've started, if I post something on there, I'm just sort of saying it's not monitored, but if you want to send us any messages or anything, then send it over to my one, which is at Simon Podcast, or you can send it to Dom at The Mighty Ravens. So, yeah, the Instagram's there. I'm just not really using it as much. So if you want to get in contact with me, at Simon Podcast, with Dom, at The Mighty Ravens. Dom, we've hit a couple milestones with the podcast i've been waiting to tell you about on the podcast the first one is we officially have over forty thousand downloads Woohoo! yeah closer to plaque territory surely yeah. get that plaque made people get that plaque made who wants to do it for us let us know who wants come on <laughs> Come on. I think a hundred thousand's gotta be the first one, but I wanna break a quarter of a milli. I think it can be done. But also we have hit seventy seventy Ravens on our Patreon at Ravenshoops.net, which is insane. Ooh. 70, 70. One of them is John Nordstrom, the One Tree Hill composer. <laughs> Come on. The composer of One Tree Hill is on our Patreon. Excellent. What? Thank you so much, everyone, for joining, supporting us. And thank you, John Nordstrom, as well, for exactly the same reasons. He is a raven. Is he like a super raven? Because he, he did the music. He is, yeah, for He's sure. some sort of like He's... king raven. 
the Raven Anthem. <laughs> well, Dom, with that being said, we have some new Ravens to Ooh. announce. So, coming in at Junior Varsity, Dawn. What's, what's that over there? What's that I see? Is that, is that a pigeon? Is that a pigeon? No. Come no. here. Come here. It's okay. It's okay, come here. Oh, it's Dawn. Dawn, you just become a raven. (laughs) Coming in at varsity, Angela. 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 Hey, Angela. You've just become a raven. Angela, are you comfortable with us calling you Angie? Angie. Angie. Or just the full-on Angela. Please write in and let us know. One of my favourite songs. One of my favourite songs by the Rolling Stones is called Angie. So I'm going to go with Angie. I think Angie will be okay. Okay. Please let us know. Coming in at Varsity. Whitney. Whitney! You've (laughs) just become a raven. (laughs) And then Dom. Not one, but two. Break out the record books. I'm talking Hall of Motherfucking Fame. <laughs> fame. Shh. I want to be forever. I want to learn how to fly. Hi. I want to. <laughs> Cara. Cara. I'm over here, Cara. And I'm talking to you. You've just become a raven. And so breathy. <laughs> Taylor. Taylor. Tinker. Taylor. Soldier spy. You've just become a raven. Thank you so, so much. That is so humbling, so overwhelming. It really doesn't register. I just can't thank you enough for your support. Oh, we love you all. You're wonderful. We love the pigeons, but we love the ravens so much more. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we love seeing you guys at the watch-alongs. So if more of you want to can join the watch-along, please do. Um, we, we love having you guys on there and chatting away to us. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. It's really humbling and it means a lot to us that you're joining us on this journey. And, yeah, you guys are all awesome. For sure, 100%. And with that being said, we're going to move our our tiers around. So we have our three tiers. We have Junior Varsity, we have Varsity, and we have Hall of Fame. So that's going to remain the same. But we haven't done a bonus episode for a long time, and that's something that the Varsity people were able to join in on as, as part of that. But the reason we haven't done the bonus episodes is because the watch-alongs have taken over centre stage. So not only doing them live, but then Dom edits the the highlight videos together for people that you know can't make it. So it's just not possible to to have to do the bonus episodes as well. We just don't have the time, unfortunately. However, we we don't want to, you know disappoint so what we're going to do is the the junior varsities 
you guys you get all of the perks as as you normally do access to the live watch alongs and early release and patron shout outs and all of that stuff and then the varsity the middle tier you guys get all of the perks of course but you guys will get access to the highlight reels because we're we're seeing that as that's like the bonus episode you know that you you can get to and then the Hall of Fame, you know, you guys get everything. You get it all. And, you you know, get to come and feature on an episode with us. So, yeah, so we're going to m- move that around a little bit. And our focus is really on the, the watch-alongs because everyone can access that. And we'd love to, to talk to you, you know, in person or, you know, via via Zoom and get to know you and, you know, have your say. We're here to hear it and... I like to think of us as the people's podcast. Like there's a lot of One Tree Hill podcasts out there, but I think our podcast is everyone's podcast. This is your podcast. Like, yes, Dom and I are on here hosting, but it's yours. We want to hear your opinions and have the conversations. So there we go. Awesome. I, I The Patreon family, I so I had Chris on from the Hey Do You Remember podcast last week which i don't know if you've do you ever listen to the ones i do when you're not there dom i don't know <laughs> you don't do you? occasionally but... but i haven't listened to it for, for a while <laughs> well that one that, <laughs> that one was good i think you'd like it but he was talking about their their podcast and there's really successful they had over 200 uh patreon members i think but you know by the end of it they're going for like eight years great podcast fully recommend to anyone that hasn't hey do you remember it's looking at 80s and 90s movies and he was saying how the patron sort of felt like family and then the, the people that weren't on the patreon that were listening it was kind of like the 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 cousins that would come in for like the family reunions but the focus was on keeping that community the patreon community vibing and getting you know building up those relationships now i know that that sounds harsh because i know not everyone can can do the patreon and and can you know commit to these things so you know that content or episodes are always there for you you know for free weekly and we appreciate all of that support but that's where we're focusing is you know ravenshoops.net getting building that community so yeah so there we go we appreciate you guys let's talk about this episode of one tree hill it is a classic a classic dom well we'll find out if dom fought that in a second well Dom where would you like to start my friend um that is a great question because it kind of starts off with talk, like the news report about the fight doesn't it and then kind of goes into like Haley and Nathan so should we go down their kind of journey for this episode sure. yeah. yeah put them <laughs> hands up do you know that's funny you do that I was Thinking when I do the intro for the podcast, I notice that I can't do it without my hands moving. You notice <laughs> every time. I don't do it as much when we're just talking, like right now. So, I'm um, I'm a bit of a hand talker. I very sort of move mm. my hands quite animated sometimes. I think a lot of that's being a little bit foreign. That happens. 
Uh, Don, we have to talk about the West Ham transfer window, but for another time. So, Haley, Nathan, which path do you want to go first? Well, the, right at the beginning of their episode, they bump into each other, don't they? And Haley well, bump. Haley is standing behind brackets. the pillar, kind of sticking her head around, waiting for Nathan to appear, like come out of the the gym or wherever they are, and. Uh, she goes like running across and runs into him. She's like, oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to like run into you. You okay? And they get chatting and, and this is kind of the start of their journey and the walkthrough. And what I really, really like about this bit is that Nathan is just like pure and honest, isn't he? He's just kind of brutal honesty at the moment. And And I kind of imagine that this is what Dan was like when he was younger before he became like really cynical. And kind of like a little bit evil. This is kind of like pre-evil. And the only thing that can kind of keep Nathan away from that is maybe Haley in the future. Like down the line when they sort of reconnect. I think they will reconnect eventually. Um, you heard it here first. Huh? Um, <laughs> and as they're walking down, she's like, what's the problem with, with you and Lucas? And she, he was like, you know, this, that and the other. And she was like, oh, I wish you could go back to how it was before. And she was, and he says, "This is exactly how it was before." You know, it's it, they were always fighting. They didn't like each other. There were troubles. That you know, there were issues between them. And he was so spot on. And then she was like, "Oh no, no, no!" I mean, like, kind of before I left, and immediately backtracks, and it kind of honed in again that she's kind of the center of the reason that they're at each other's throats. And and he says it. You know, she says, "Well, what are you two fighting about anyway?" you you were the reason we were fighting and if you want to talk to me don't pretend to run into me just come over and talk to me he's like i'm done with games i'm not interested in that shit just say what you gotta say but she says oh games like getting chris to mess with me with the music but i i i get what you're saying but i it fully but i will say that i think he it lacked a certain amount of tact like I think it's I understand being honest and being blunt with it but I think it was a little bit too blunt like he it, it verged on being rude I would say like you know if you want to if you want to you know you don't need to just bump into me well but think about what the intention was she's doing it because she wants to talk to you like yeah okay it's she she's doing it behind a facade and it's sort of forcing it but it's it's rocky territory right now. I think he could have just done it with a little bit. He could have done it a bit nicer. It could have been a bit kinder. So if it's Lucas, he would have had hands like deep in pockets, like up to his elbows, head wobbling all over the place going, <laughs> oh, you know, you didn't have to like pretend to run into me. I think with him, he's very to the point, And I, I quite like that. Who Lucas or no? Mean, I think had it Nathan? been had it been Lucas, it would have been like tongue in cheek kind of. It's okay, you don't have to pretend to run into me. But with and Nathan, that would have been it would have landed better, wouldn't it? Because it would have been like, well, it's not so cutting; it's softer. But I, I think he's cutting because she upped and left, and that was it. There was like almost like no contact. So I think I think yeah, it's fair he's enough. Gotta get over it. He's gotta get over it, Dom. Come yeah, on, how long is he gonna hold on to it for? He's trying to make it work as well. But I, you know, I, by I think getting Chris involved, I think he's being exactly what he was before. He he was just 
that plain to the point person. He was exactly like that with Peyton in season one when they were together. He, he he and he's just back to be he's he's just not as nasty. He just doesn't have that, that nasty prob- edge. But that was problematic in season one. He he was borderline abusive. Yeah, because he was being nasty with it. I don't think he's being nasty here, he's just being honest. Are you are you saying that you you like this Nathan? This is the balance of Nathan that you like? Because I that's fine if that's your opinion. I just say just turn the dial to the niceness just a little bit more. Just soften a little bit. It is a little bit too abrasive in in these moments. Slightly. I, I disagree. I think it's fine. I think he's fine the way he is. I mean, like, yes, like, it's like when he when he goes he to is. when he goes to go in and talk to Chris as well. It's like I haven't got time for this. I haven't got time for you to talk shit. I've asked you one simple question and then you start talking about stupid shit. Just stop it. And that's kind of what I like. I want that. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, well, we will have a difference of opinion, but the opinion is just on whether we like it or not. You know, the opinion's not on the facts. The facts is that he is being blunt with it. It's just, I, yeah, I think it's, it's just borderline rude. I think, like what you said, I think that's a good example. If Lucas said it, it would land differently. So maybe it's just how we like our men, you know? <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you want him to, straight to the point and i want him to buy me dinner first yeah. you know? <laughs> okay so nathan his whole journey really is around well he, he touches on things with lucas lucas is having his fitness issues we'll get to that when when we get to get to him Obviously, the boy draft thing, whether he's going to be drafted or not, he's not really that bothered by that. He has a nice conversation with Peyton. Peyton has a good episode of floating between people. I mean, she has her issues with Haley, but we'll talk about that again. That gets resolved. How did you find the dynamic between Peyton and Nathan? It's That is something that has evolved. You know, it's not like in season one. They're in a much better place. So this this is someone that he is talking quite respectfully to. I think he's he's not blunt with her. The conversation is completely different, mm. isn't it? And it's very to the point. Yeah, uh, that's um, a good comparison. Yeah. So he's you know how he's treated both of these people over like comparing seasons is very very different. Um, but you can see similarities in each you know in each season, but between the way he acts to them and the way he's talking to Peyton is actually on a really good friend level and um it the way Peyton says I can pick you in the draft if you don't want to date Haley go on a date with Haley and this is the, the only like the thing I really there's a couple of issues I have with the boy draft anyway but that one thing is what if the boy just goes I don't want to date you I know like boys at that age are like basically horny teens aren't they is what they're getting at and they'll date anything yep. but like Nathan's just like I'm a not sock <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah Nathan's just like I don't want to be involved so like why the hell do I have to be involved and it's just like bullshit and when Peyton comes up with that offer she he's genuinely like and he sort of considers it and I this kind of I kind of had like a glaring view of maybe they have a fling like something happens between them but coming to the end of this Peyton episode 
Peyton and Nathan. Yeah, Peyton and Nathan. But coming to the end of this episode, I I, I now don't think that's going to happen. Interesting. I think that is a good perspective on how Nathan is being with Peyton because it is completely different. That is the middle ground Nathan that that he's delivering things softly. He's still telling his truth, but he's is not so blunt. I think when he's doing it to Haley, it's with an air of still anger and wanting to punish. Yeah, and he kind of treats her like he would treat Chris. Yes, yes. Like she's a bit of an annoyance. Yeah. Like, but really, she's just wanting to get the relationship back. But I think in a way, it's kind of like him saying, just don't be irritating. You don't need to be irritating. Just just come and talk to me like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I it's, I get it. It's just, I yeah. And then, and then he's blunt with Lucas as well when it comes to the doing all the running and stuff. And Lucas then has, you know is told to sit out and he's like what the hell's wrong with you man and has to keep going and doing his captain thing but that's kind of i can't really pick out anything more important from nathan's side of the story than that not yeah. really yeah he says to lucas you'll be the only captain in the league or just riding the bench yeah just yeah thing things like that and then well it... let's talk sorry yeah i was just gonna yeah. say when it when it comes to Haley, she goes down the cheerleader path. She's kind of questioned by Nathan as to why she's a cheerleader. She, you, you know, goes, oh, you know, Brooke wanted someone to fill in the numbers. And it's just like, oh, and I get to see you. Oh, if that's okay. And then not that, you know, I need your permission. And she's a bit all over the place. And then Chris is try- trying to say to her, you need to start, like, writing from your heart. You need to start sorting your life out. And he um, compares it to, like, all the great artists write from you know, their experience and this, that and the other. And he uses Eric Clapton as an example and, you know, talks about, um, you know, a couple of Eric Clapton songs, which basically written from just like personal issues and things like that. So Eric Clapton's son died, um, which, you know, he then wrote a song about and um, he loved his best friend's wife, which I actually think is George Harrison's wife. So George Harrison was one of the Beatles and Eric Clapton, like, lo- like loved his wife, and then she left George and married him, something like that, or maybe the other way around. I can't really remember. It's all a bit weird. Um, anyway, uh, and she's kind of Haley's putting the names on the on the map of the states of all like great singer songwriters, mm-hmm. um, which I actually like. I think that's a really really good touch in the cafe. That's that's really good. Mm. The cafe's got a really cool aesthetic to it, hasn't it? It's yeah. the sort of place we'd go there, Dom. We, oh. we we had a habit of going to Greasy Spoon cafes at one point, didn't we? We did. I think we should get back into that. <laughs> okay, I'm up. I'm up for that. I I don't know if this translates to our North American listeners, but a Greasy Spoon is basically like a low budget diner. <laughs> <laughs> really low budget <laughs> yeah but they're not saying that karen's cafe looks that way but yeah i think we would for sure go there to stay you know have a plate of everything yeah <laughs> and she's put, excellent she's putting names on the wall uh chris is like you know you could have your name on the wall i think he puts her name on it and she has to like peel it off it's like if you have your name on the wall 
you know, you could definitely be that good one day and be up there and be this amazing star of, of you know, in the music industry. And she's really, really struggling, but she needs to kind of sort her life out. And then she kind of flicks from, like, serious kind of musician side to having a bit of writer's block to this world of this boy draft. And she goes and confronts Peyton and says, you know what? You can pick Nathan, but that's not going to stop me. And this is the first kind of like proper bit of fighting edge that Peyton gets to see. And she's like, you know what? I'm not going to pick him now because I think, you know, you do want him and you are making an effort and you are trying. And hopefully that's the start of the rebuild of their friendship as well, because that's getting a bit old now. Tedious. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Anything I've missed out there? No. Yeah, that's... That's good. They swap. Brooke makes an agreement with Haley, and we'll talk more about that. I'm sure when when we get to Brooke, but essentially saying that she would pick Lucas because she thinks that Peyton is going to pick Nathan, and all of this trickery and witchery and <laughs> you know deceitfulness. But yeah, I think. Uh, Haley also says to Lucas, she threatens him about his HCM, saying that she'll tell Whitey, saying that, you know, you could be off the planet, this could kill you, that the medication is slowing you down to protect you. It's a good storyline. I really liked Lucas's journey in this one, and the quote is so good at the end, and the visual of him running the the 16 in 60 and trying to get there for the final countdown. Your face is making me think that you didn't like it. You did like it? You didn't like She's it? She's doing a little smile. Just a little grin. All right. All right. We'll get to so, that. Shall we go there now? Do you want to go to Lucas? I always want to go to Lucas. Let's go to I want Lucas. to go to him. I want to imagine him with his arms wide. I'm running towards him. We're in a field of daisies. I've got my shirt off. He's got his shirt off. There's four nipples there, and they all look the same, <laughs> just running towards each other. And then, bam, connection. I've got my eyes closed because I am visualizing it. And skin to skin. And you open, and it's you a know, scarecrow. Like... <laughs> and he's run away. <laughs> and I'm alone in my bed once again. <laughs> Effany turns over. Are you having the Lucas dream again? <laughs> no. Shut up! Leave me! <laughs> Don't look at me! This is my alone time. Okay. <laughs> this sounds really weird. Can we not say the Lucas dream? Maybe the Chad dream? I realise this is like a 17-year-old boy. Um, sure. Whenever these are happening, it's age-appropriate. If he's 17, I'm 17. You know, where? How old is Chad in real life? Must be about 38, maybe. Must be 40. 40, maybe? Yeah. So he's got six years on us. <laughs> it's gone down a dark alley, hasn't it? A dark <laughs> turn. It's fine. It's all above board, my friend. Don't worry. I, so- <laughs> I sometimes, when I come into my office... Obviously, you know what it looks like, and most of our ravens know what this side looks like. But I have the Chad face mask here, and Nicolas Cage from Con Air here, and I often think, 
what do people think if they just come over to that? My, my wife, she, uh, Ethne, had some of her friends here the other day. They hadn't been to this house before. And this is right by the front door. So they open it. There's Chad. There's Nicholas Cage. Pictures of mouth and random things. Like, what, what kind of image does that paint? One of a man who has a lot of taste. I think someone that's comfortable with themselves. That's what I like to think. That's what you like, isn't it? Who cares about what other people think or visitors? It's like, that room isn't for you. That room is for me. I'm going to close the oh, door yeah. now and you can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a drink? <laughs> Speaking of which, where's the dolphin? Oh, Why yeah. do you keep moving him? Because because when I'm, when I'm in here working... That I sometimes I have to talk to clients and they can see in the room because when I put a background on, it it makes my like connection really really bad. So I, I, it's the only like I move him, um, just so that <laughs> I don't want others to see him. I don't want them to know that I'm ruled, why, and controlled by the dolphin. Okay, I think that if anything, they'll be impressed. There he is. There, there's that blowhole. <laughs> we'll cover it. If only we could get like a screenshot of it. The dolphin on the mic. I can screenshot it. No problem. I'll screenshot that right now. Ready? Boom. <laughs> there you go. I did a screenshot. It's on my computer somewhere of one of the... When... Our baby was a newborn, and we did a podcast, and he was just asleep next to me. One of our Ravens episodes. It must have been. He must have only been like six weeks old or something. Right, Lucas has a heart condition, and he is doing his best, his best to keep on playing. Though this is dangerous. Dom, famously, you do not like dangerous behaviour. No. Sort yourself out, boy. Is it scaring you? Just that he's pushing himself so hard. It's just ridiculous. Just stop doing it. Be sensible. Go and sit with mouth and commentate. Come on. Be some sort of coach. <laughs> and Gigi. And Gigi. And Gigi. Yeah. Be some sort of coach or you know, rally the troops a little bit. Do be a captain from afar. I don't know. Do something. Tell an adult. Tell someone responsible. You know, Dan knows. Dan's not responsible. <laughs> Jesus, uh, this is just—it's just outrageous. And he's just pushing himself harder and harder and harder. And he gets to that point where he's just like he's gonna collapse. And his little bottle of water rolls towards him or Gatorade, you know. And it's like, oh come on, why are you doing this? He's like, why are you punishing yourself? And he has that he really nice. There's a really nice chat with Karen, doesn't he? And Karen's just like, you know what? Sometimes you got to work hard and then you got to carry on working harder, like work harder on top of that. And you, you know, add a, another spoonful of hard work. And it, it's just like, Oh God, she's just, she's just signed her son's death warrant without even knowing it's crazy. But th- there's got to be some sort of collapse moment, surely. And then he'll get tested and it'll be like, he's got it. He has been taking the medication She'll find out Dan you use that against Dan. Win the mayoral election. Become mayor. Mm. Pow, 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 pow. 
job done. Row, row, row your vote. Yeah, I like that. That was quite good. <laughs> and the Jaws reference, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. I, yeah, I, I remember this particular storyline inspiring me to run. Oh. I do you remember the flat that we used to live at, um, F and I, the, like the new, the new build one. Mm-hmm. There was like there was because um, it was like a new estate. This was probably how long ago was this? This would have been when twenty twelve. How long ago is that? I was going to say about ago. ten years around there, but yeah, nine years. Uh, there was loads of paving, so I remember watching like some of these episodes and then going out and running. I was like inspired. I mean, thankfully, touch wood, as far as I'm aware, I don't have a heart condition. But in terms of the sentiment of having to work hard, uh, it's difficult because he loves the game. Obviously, it's difficult for us to watch because we don't want him to do anything that's going to be detrimental to his health. But that is, it's his life. He loves basketball. And like he said to Haley, the team has accepted him now. It took time to get over that and hazing and he was thrown into swampy puddles and, you know, true for dare nights and house parties and horrible things that happened. And he, he got through it all. And this is his season. You know, he came, it's like his, it's like West Ham Dom. It's like, it's like Ben Rama. Last year was his first season. It's taken him time to settle in. This is his second season. He knows where the changing rooms are now. <laughs> you know, he knows where the, the toilet cubicles are. He has his, you know, one for half time. He's, you know, he's got his routines in. And this season, he's killing it, right? He's, he's playing amazing. So this is Lucas's season to do that, don't you think? If he didn't have HCM, this would be his season to shine. Yeah, definitely. And I think he'd still have the issues off the court, you know, with Nathan and, you know, all the crap that's happening with Brooke, which is just, again, dragging out and is a bit, you know, pointless. But he's just putting himself at such risk. And the the problem is when when you're dead, because he's going to kill himself doing this, when you when you know stupidity is like death isn't it it only hurts the people around you so that all he's doing is being stupid and then he's eventually going to be dead and all he's doing is hurting the people around him so it's ridiculous good point silly boy yeah. silly silly boy it, it is silly but you kind of you get why he's doing it, it doesn't mean you, that if I you had can, a if you had, doesn't mean I condone it if you had a condition but you loved something so much that you know it affected how you played it or did it or did whatever it was would you still do it well dom do you not remember i have the asthma you have crippling asthma yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> that's why i can't make it to the big leagues dom if it wasn't for that, if they they call me two pumps sigh on the court, but <laughs> for very different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I teed you up you for did. that one. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> uh, uh, I like, heard it come out of my mouth and was like, "Oh, there we go!" <laughs> oh, and he knocked it out of the park. Hey, two pumps sigh, <laughs> bump bump done. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So, 
I get what it's... No, I don't get it. Come on, I'm, I'm fully joking. Asthma is nothing like uh, heart condition. It's Yeah, of course. If you had a condition that was this serious, of course, he needs to tell adults, he needs to get it all in check, and he needs to look after himself because his health is always... Anyone's health is way more important than sport you know it's sad but there is a list of priorities here and and skills is the only one that kind of makes that clear to him you know that i was well actually that's not true Haley makes it clear to him but she's a little bit more serious about it and skills is kind of i think is that person that could probably get through to him a bit better you know and he skill says just we we love you more than you love the game so you might not be able to play the game, but you can still watch it and take part. But if you die, none of us get to enjoy you. You know, there's a very good point and from, from Skills. You'd been asking where Skills had been, and they kind of just fobbed it off in this as he'd been in the library, basically. What, what annoyed right? me is that that he says to Lucas, "Hey, like, kind of, like, hey, baby, where you been?" I was, I literally, <laughs> as I was watching it, I was thinking. Where the fuck have you been? That's bollocks. You've, you're the one that's disappeared, mate. You're the one that hasn't been in this for like 15 episodes or whatever. <laughs> Do you know, I, I wonder if it's because he had filming commitments to other things. Because this is around the time of Coach Carter is close to it. I think it was like 2005, which, which he was in, which Mark Schwann wrote. So perhaps perhaps he's in that and he's been in other things but it was also evident to me watching it this time that oh yeah he's 10 years older than everyone else in real life see i still didn't really pay any attention to that even though you told me i still hadn't still hadn't quite registered he doesn't it's not that he necessarily looks 10 years older but i think because i know he is it's kind of like oh okay you're actually closer probably in age to the adults in the show then but you know that but but with that being said he is one of my all-time favorite characters i love him and it was also evident in this episode so i think i've told you this before it was like a long time ago in season one but antoine tanner would get the scripts this is what he said on you know at the end of a long-running show they do sometimes is it the palsy I'm probably pronouncing that right, wrong. Center where they get the cast to sit down and do like a Q and A. Have you ever seen one of these? Yeah, well, they do one for One Tree Hill, which we'll definitely watch when when we've got to the end of it. And he said that Mark Schwann said that he used to get a lot of um, like flack for how skills was written for like the dialogue for it being like a generalized, you know, stereotypical profiling borderline racist i guess and he was like i didn't write any of that antoine would get the get the script and read what the lines were and go no i'm not saying that <laughs> <laughs> and would just say i get what the point is of what you want me to say i'll just say it in my own words and so he would just go in and just say it in his own words and get that sentiment across which one that's ballsy for an actor to do right but uh but two it works because he always it always comes across so natural. I mean, how how do you feel about skills and Antoine Tanner's performance? I mean, that's something I definitely considered watching this episode as well because there's the one line where he turns around and says, 
the last time I had someone following me like that was in like a shopping mall or whatever. And I thought that was a really funny line, quite clever. And actually, it seems like it's kind of a bit left field from the writing. So it does seem yeah. like this is a bit that he's put in and was I actually thought it made sense. And, uh, you know, maybe on the fact that he is a bit older and is a bit, you know, maybe a bit more accustomed to performance and acting and improvising that he can just throw it in and work it out. You know, he's got the gist of what what he's supposed to say from the script and just, you know, goes with the flow with what he wants to, to add into it, which I think is great. And he also said that he would only read his parts so when he could watch it back and be surprised of what's happening in the show. <laughs> That's pretty bold Which I love. Well, which is like, which almost makes me think that he's never watched it. <laughs> he's just done his part and left. <laughs> it's going, yeah, I can't be asked. <laughs> uh, I think he's really into it. He was just on Drama Queens. I haven't finished that episode yet. Uh, I'm about a quarter of the way in, but yeah, he was he was just on there. So okay, time to come on, Antoine. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> you've joined come them. Home. Come home, come <laughs> home to the People's Podcast. I like that. So okay, yeah. So everyone's yeah, it's difficult for Lucas. It's difficult. Yeah, what can you do? And so he is doing a fantasy basketball draft for the NBA, and this inspires Brooke to do a fantasy boy draft because she's sort of backed into a corner because two of the cheerleaders are fighting, and Whitey gives her the ultimatum of basically saying, you know, you sort your squad out, otherwise, there is going to be no cheerleaders because they can't be having another disgrace like what happened at midnight madness a roundhouse to nathan scott's jaw (laughs) and all of that stuff so this creates the boy draft dom how do you feel about the boy draft this is infamous in one tree hill fandom it's meant to be fun and playful and and kind of it was just picked at random, wasn't it? Because she was looking around the room and needed some inspiration as to how they're going to get out of this mess and what the plan was and how to control her squad a bit better. But I can't help but feel if there was a girl draft, there would have been issues with it. Mm-hmm. Do you think yeah. the same or down a similar line? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I guess in a show like this that is shrouded with such unfortunate history and circumstances behind the scenes, I, I yeah, I don't think it's worth having any issue with it. I mean, I don't have any issue with it. I think it's just playful. But yeah, I'm I get what you're saying. Very, if you were to flip it around... Very offended by it. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> You don't give a shit. You're care. lying. You're lying. Oh, it's all jokes. It, it it is fun and playful. I I thought actually it was very clever for her to use that as mm. kind of some sort of momentum to control the the team and go actually if you step out of line, then I've got dirt on all of you. You know, and there was no way of controlling that dirt previously. 
I that was the bit I didn't like and didn't oh. age well actually because yeah so Brooke says well if you don't stick by the rules then you'll be off the squad okay you've used your power there mm. but then she also says but also I will tell this information on you to everyone and it'll be blah 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 but she said you know a certain one of you got drunk and kissed another certain one of you and and you know i would tell the world and it would be social suicide that doesn't age well at all you know that's just homophobic i think sharing... i know it's not playing that way i know it's not i know it's not necessarily meant that way but that would be like uh, what do you call it is some sh- shaming isn't it it's like public shaming for you know teenagers experimenting and things i think that that wouldn't be in there today or if it would be in there brooke would be the villain this is a proper antagonist where we're actually rooting for brooke we want brooke oh. to oh, beat rachel right totally disagree no, we want i do in totally which part? disagree in that brooke was the villain okay brooke definitely was the villain of this episode and was made to Continue. be the villain Okay, so you're saying you're saying it's oh yeah, but yes, but ultimately we like Brooke, you know, ultimately. But you're saying that it's okay for her to make these. Are you agreeing that this is not right to say and to do the shaming stuff? Oh yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. But you're saying it works in the story because she's being antagonistic. I, it it works because she's. Um she's she's sort of regaining control and taking power if she had not listed these issues if she'd gone i know all this shit about about some of you and i will use it against you and then stopped i think that probably would have sat a little bit better um it's still not nice but it's it's teenagers isn't it in high school it's kind of what's going to happen but the fact that she then goes through a list isn't nice i don't like the list but she is is made to be the villain from the beginning you know, when they're in class and she's, she throws the, the note to Peyton and Peyton throws it back and she drops it. And it's Rachel that comes to her rescue. It's Rachel that gives Peyton the CD. It's Rachel that, you know, Rachel is being painted in a very good light, even though we can see the background and the bitchiness and the bitterness between the two of them. It's still Brooke that is the villain of this episode, I think. She's still the one that is the bad guy. And you kind of feel sorry for her in a, in a way in that, you want her to get Lucas because she really likes Lucas and Lucas clearly really likes her. But now Rachel's got him in the pick and she can't do that because it'd be going against her own rules. And you kind of just feel sorry for her. But actually, you know what? You made your bed lie in it. <laughs> On your own without Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas with Chris. is with me, shirtless <laughs> in a field. <laughs> she, she gets Chris Keller. <laughs> She get oh Chris Keller yeah I get what you're saying she, yeah she she definitely is is the villain in this one I just didn't like the the shaming stuff I'm going to use this information I know about you to expose you I mean if someone said that to me you're not my friend I've got so much information <laughs> like, about you <laughs> the, anyone that's listened to this podcast has so much information <laughs> about me. It's so true. <laughs> I'm just going to get lists of blackmailing demands. No, but if anyone ever said anything like that, I know it's different because we're grown and just wouldn't have people like this in our lives. But mm. instantly, well, we're not friends. 
we're not cool. I, I, if you you know something intimate about me and you're willing to use that to gain leverage over me, then you are a absolute twat. <laughs> you are a douche. You are a what smells bad, Dom? I, I started sniffing like something smelled bad. Oh, I God. think of something. Piece of shit. Give me worse. What's worse? Sewage? Yeah. From a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> right? Zoo sewage. That's exactly what she is. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a second, we're going to be joined by our raven, Lauren, and we will get into more of these details. But before then, let's continue with this. So, Brooke is is dividing this whole thing, but she also rigged the order, Dom. She rigged it so that Peyton would get first pick, so it's not too obvious, and then she would get second pick, so she can get Lucas. So she's even cheating at her own game. Yeah, it's it's one where she's rigged it, but right again, th- this is what makes her to to look like a a worse villain is that Rachel is smart enough to convince Bevan to to trade and not say anything, and she's also smart enough to say, you know, Brooke will ask you who you're going to pick. And I want you to, uh, and I want you to say Chris Keller, or who I'm going to pick. I want you to say Chris Keller. And more on that exact point in one second. Once Lauren is with us, well, this episode, infamous, classic, the boy, the boy draft. We we partly the way through. Uh, so we were just talking about Brooke and about how she's manifested this you know, selfishly, and we were saying how we feel she's like the villain of this, really. And, you know, shaming people to to get them into the draft, so on and so forth. But really, it's Rachel that is the epitome, the the opposite. What are your thoughts on Rachel Lauren? Like, how are you finding her in these early stages? Um, she's, she's also pretty witty and... Um... She has a bite to her, right? So I think she pairs well with Brooke um, in this instance. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I agree with you. Like, Brooke's kind of regressed a little bit and all the progress she made in season two, right? Becoming an independent woman and, um, you know, just having more confidence in herself and her abilities. Um, And I feel like Rachel taps into every insecurity that Brooke has. So... Yes, that brings some conflict, and their one-liners back and forth are great. So I, I do enjoy that aspect of it. Um, so from a comedic standpoint, I like it, but um, you know, it, it's also bringing out the worst in in Brooke and making her really insecure. I think that's why she's, you know, kind of reverted to this this bully. Yeah, very well said, Dom. What are your reactions to? <laughs> to rachel so far rachel's kind of the almost like the best of both worlds so brooke is like the beauty without the brains although like she had an inkling of of like 
changing that in the la- at the end of the last season and and I thought that would continue into this season it really hasn't they've gone back to making her like Brooke has kind of been dumbed down a little bit and uh, I say that with love and affection you know there's not being not meaning to be harsh or cruel but she is having to use dirty tactics to get her way rather than outsmarting people whereas Rachel is kind of a bit of both she's the brains and the beauty and she can outsmart people you know even outsmarting the teacher with the whole it's not a it's not a crime for her not to pay attention in class so you have no legal right to to take her possessions and and it was just like wow yeah she's she's super smart and i i actually i actually quite like rachel i think she's she's pretty cool does it have anything to do with the fact that she's easy on the eyes (laughs) no (laughs) actually actually doesn't (laughs) one thing i was thinking when i was watching this is like she's like model hot like this is not real life, right? Like, <laughs> like as the episode went on, her like shirts just got like more. <laughs> you just saw more and more of her stomach. Um, she's a great body. I mean, she's just a beautiful woman. But I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone that hot in high school. So, so Rachel, what, are you gonna <laughs> wear? what shirt are you going to wear? Okay, can we make it shorter? <laughs> shorter, <laughs> shorter. <laughs> yeah, just like as the episode went on, it was out. like. Yeah. She she is the I think you said it in the last episode, Dom, that she's ha- she's having the Felix effect of creating this sort of tornado of of, of drama but without being a complete douchebag. <laughs> like she has likable features. I mean she did get punched in the face in the last episode. <laughs> but so she seems to have some redeeming features and qualities that you know we will see how that unfolds but the boy draft goes on we have these montages of extras these are people we don't know having you know pictures taken and measuring and all these kind of things i mean how did you like like this segment lauren um (laughs) it seemed like it was objectifying men a little bit um, <laughs> yeah I, just just to touch on that i kind of said I, I kind of said about the objectifying men at the beginning and said if it was the other way around it would be there would have been uproar this whole episode would have been like shunned and like blocked from all of society but it hasn't been i hadn't actually said all of that i'm saying that now and uh i i think i think it's it's bad on both accounts i i agreed just to put it out there but was saying that with a show like this that is shrouded in so much controversy in real life, the other way around, that I think these things are more forgivable because, I mean, it's very tongue-in-cheek anyway. But yes, it would have a different sentiment if there were guys out there with tape measures measuring women's breasts. Like, (laughs) you know, as we would say, they're baddies. Um... You know, it would be, it would have a different feel, sure. But at the same, you know, at the same token, these girls aren't measuring penises, you know. They're going for torsos and things, right? Oh, did I, did I blink? Scenes. Did I? <laughs> the deleted scenes you've seen with a tape measure. And we know about mouth. They're like, we need two tape measures. There's not enough. <laughs> Just, do you remember those? Do you, you remember those, uh, the, the yard markers they use in football to mark a first... <laughs> 
he's got a python. Mouth penis. (laughs) Mouth the monster McFadden. (laughs) The python. (laughs) The python. Well, but let's talk about mouth. He, if people, I, I'm interested in what you guys are going to think because I think this is him playing the complete younger brother situation, not being creepy. Even when he's outside the window, first draft pick, woohoo! I still think he's playing that cute younger brother. I mean, Dom, younger brother or creepy? Where you lay? Where you? stick in this i think you're right with younger brother it's quite it was quite sad that he was asked to get out of the out of the way in the in the phone pictures um that was a little bit upsetting and then when he's at the door it was like there's there's so much scope for that to be creepy isn't there but actually he was he was being quite quite sweet in a way kind of almost handing was he handing out like leaflets for himself like advert like he he didn't get a folder but he's made his own leaflet so i didn't get a folder or like a file like of, of that Rachel had made. But here's some leaflets. Here's some information about me. Have a have a little read. Uh, and then he says he could be the like the perfect sleeper pick. And one of them's like ew. And I thought that's actually really harsh as well. That's quite quite cruel. And and like you were talking about shaming earlier. That was a little bit shaming. But um, it was a funny moment. And he sort of laughs it off himself. And yeah, it was quite nice that he was first pick as well. I thought it was good. Good touch. Well done, Peyton. You did something good in your life. Well done. Pat on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, what would you what what did you think of Mouth? And then second part of the question, if you had the first draft pick, who would you have chosen? Ooh, you didn't ask me that. Oh god, Who's I didn't next? prepare for that. I got my favorite character, favorite performance. <laughs> um first of all, I thought um first of all that leaflet mouth was throwing out, just so y'all know. Just, just dick pics, <laughs> all inside, um, and none of them were his for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's fed, eh? <laughs> his whitey, a bit shriveled, but it still works. He says it worked. I don't know. He said I could get on the team. I don't know. <laughs> you just became a raven. Let's <laughs> make <bit> that madness. <laughs> Uh, oh god okay uh no my serious answer is i yeah i felt like he was little little brother and i was really glad he didn't take that road of i'm entitled like someone should like me because i'm the nice guy and i have all these qualities that should make me a draft pick and maybe because he was picked we you know we didn't get that opportunity to see that side um or if he would break one of the girls windshields or all their windshields i mean they all were parked at (laughs) he just smashed them all one by one Ah, with his wiener too that's the thing (laughs) not even a cinder block (laughs) windscreen smashing cock right there (laughs) yeah but i I thought i thought it was cute and i thought you know it was just innocent and it wasn't like he tried to manipulate anyone because we've talked about how he's kind of felt this like entitlement of because I'm the nice guy, I should be, you know, oh, oh is me, I'm always picked last kind of thing. I'm still broken from thinking, I'm still broken of thinking about mouth smashing up everyone's windshield to his dick. 
<laughs> I've got two massive pictures of him here staring at me. <laughs> That's all I can think about. You now. have to have two. That's brilliant. One for his body and one for the rest. <laughs> <laughs> one for the okay, trail. well, who would have been? Who would have been your pick? Oh God, yeah. I don't know. Um... Fede? Who? <laughs> they keep mentioning Fede. At one point, oh, someone... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um... Someone said, well, what? I don't think Fede is into whores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that cracked me up. Um... I mean, I can't pick... Nathan, I can't pick Lucas. I'm not picking Chris no. Keller by any means. Um, you can pick Nathan or Lucas if you want. Just uh, your own rules. Yeah, it seems so cliche. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about the guy that was like dancing? Uh, you know, during the montage. I mean, yeah. He, he seems like he's pretty lame, so him and I, I think, would be a good match. Perfect. Perfect. Dom, who would you pick? Narayan. Hmm? Got name-checked again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> friend of the show. Who are you picking, my friend? Fede. Fede. He's not into whores. And, Fede, you know, Fede's I'm the whole reason... Approved, so. Fede's the whole reason they're doing the boy draft. Yeah, exactly. So, so I want that drama <laughs> in my life. <laughs> right, can I just say, uh, it just reminded me talking about why his penis is um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that I had to go back to that Drama Queens episode and I just skipped through because I wanted to hear the Barry Corbin section because we'd spoken about it so much. I just wanted to hear it clearly. And I think I uncovered an important piece of information barbara allenwood said he respectfully respectfully made uh what do you call it advances advances uh to which she declined and and that was it Hmm. respectfully it happened. She said no. That was the end of it. I think the word respectfully in there, I think we can rest easy on that, right? If he'd done it nefariously, then I think she would have said that. I don't think she would mince her words. I mean, Lauren, how, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I'm glad you looked that up because that kind of does confirm it. And I was kind of, yeah, it kind of just put a bad taste in my mouth when y'all were talking about it. You know, once it's out there, you can't like undo your thought process regardless, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm kind of like mm, dirty old man now, but um, that makes it a little better that at least we can talk about him and pick him as our favorite character and, and whatnot. And, you know, not feel like slime balls. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's important to me. It was bothering me. I mean, Dom, how how do you feel? Does that make things any any better for you? I think it makes it better. It's a little bit more comfortable now, isn't it? It's a bit better to watch. Uh, you know, he he shared whistle spit with with Brooke in this episode. That's probably as as filthy as mm. he's gonna get. So, you you know, you're in a post COVID society when like multiple people notice that because I was like, oh, I would never. Ooh. 
<laughs> get your own fucking whistle. <laughs> get your own whistle. Put your mask on. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and back it's up. Too hard, everybody. It's too crowded yeah. in there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, good. Okay, so we rest on Barry Corbin. Jury, jury was out. It's back in, and we're saying not guilty. If something else comes up, we'll look into it. You know, <laughs> but right now the verdict is not guilty. You're back to bit. Dom, is he still your favorite? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> what about Dan? Between it's between him and Dan, to be honest. And Lauren, an overall favorite at this point, anyway, to season oh, three. Oh, at this point, um. Oh God! Everyone's been kind of shitty. In all the- <laughs> um, I mean, because like Brooke's my overall favorite character of the entire series, but yeah, she's—I agree—she's kind of reverted back um, this season. Nathan's been kind of a douche, eh, kind of. Um, maybe Lucas. I mean, he's kind of not done anything one way or the other you know since season one he's kind of playing out broken Peyton but um yeah at this point Lucas and I appreciate some flip-flops I mean yeah I hate flip-flops I can't (laughs) wait to wear flip-flops in Wilmington with you don't do it don't on the beach fine that's allowed but anywhere else no I will not let you are we gonna share a room a hundred percent. So I either well, have my own room or I should. And it's humid in Wilmington. You're not anyone wearing socks. Ugh. It is like, especially in downtown Wilmington, it is way hotter than like the coast. I don't care. I will wear swampy. I will, I, will like, wear, I will wear boots that make me bleed. <laughs> your swamp ass is going to be like dripping down into your socks. It's just going to be a mess. That's fine for me. <laughs> swamp ass. <laughs> You guys not have that term in the UK? Uh, it, it's a term I'm familiar with from watching TV, but it's not something we say, but it's funny. <laughs> Lauren, when we meet you for the first time, what do we do? Like, do we shake your hand? Do we do like a fist bump? Do we do we do we hug like a supportive sideway hug? Like, how how does this work? Like, do you ever worry about this? In a post-COVID society, I do. Um... Can we do like the air five with that? Yeah. I mean, I've been giving people hugs that I know are vaccinated and I trust their, their habits. I mean, you're going to need a COVID test to get into the United States if this all kind of stands. So I will, I will trust you. It's, uh, I'm, a it's, it's... I'm, a, I'm a hugger. Um, yeah. And if it's dazzle clap on dazzle clap hug, I mean that's just magical. Unbelievable! <laughs> Potential for electric shocks there. Static. <laughs> Dom, what was your preferred greeting with people that we would have spoken to for four or five years and meet for the first time in person? I will gladly embrace each and every one of them into my open and loving arms. See a swamp pass. <laughs> well, I'll yeah, do all the hugging hug and because grab you ass, and you're like, "Ooh, that's wet." Yeah. <laughs> Why are they grabbing my ass? Don't grab my ass. Don't grab my <laughs> wet. Oh, yeah, it's an additional <laughs> perk that we're going to add. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Wilmington. 
The land of infinite swamp ass. I'll do. I'll add an additional hug for Simon. If Simon won't let you touch him. Okay. So I'll, I'll take. I'll take the the. I'll take the hugs. Okay. I've found I've greetings awkward for a very long time almost the majority of my adult life like i never know whether to to shake hands my 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 go-to is to quickly wave hey this greeting's done how you go how you doing let's get into a conversation and goodbye (laughs) wave frantically but i do also enjoy a hug if i was to choose so but yeah well, I'm glad we discussed it. Um, I'll hug the people we... that you that out of the way. <laughs> so I'll I'll hug everyone, but then I'll I'll give an additional hug for the people you decide you don't want to hug. But I want you to make it public. I want you to go full brook. I'm not hugging them. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a draft, a hug draft. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're gonna do a hug draft uh, of all the <laughs> all our patrons and. <laughs> all the ravens and decide <laughs> who does and doesn't get a hug from simon earlier on in this episode i told you about a daydream of me being shirtless and chad being shirtless and us running to to each other in a field and then hugging each other nipple to nipple um and so this is a very big 180 from that to this <laughs> in one podcast episode but that's where we're at i guess <laughs> It's better than talking about mouse dick, I suppose. <laughs> I, I immediately thought of ketchup and mustard because that's what you put on a hamburger, right? So, <laughs> nice. yeah, there that we really go. Nice. <laughs> so, okay, should we talk about what like, the the results of the draft? So everything gets switched around. Peyton picks mouth number one draft pick. And then oh, I get confused. Who does it go to next? Brooke. Goes to Brooke, who picks Chris, Chris Keller. Mm-hmm. Which then goes to, it should be Bevan, but it's actually Rachel, who yeah. then picks Lucas. And then it goes to Haley that picks Nathan, and Bevan that picks Skills, and then everybody else that picks everybody else. Fede, mm-hmm. Marianne. <laughs> And so Brooke got done, but she deserved it because she was being a dick. Is that what we think, Lauren? Uh, yeah, especially like how Haley was like, hey, we can talk about this. And she's like, you know, so out of her head on it. She's like, no, 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 we'll talk later. And it was, she had no idea, like, kind of how this was all shaking out. So, uh, yeah, I did feel bad for her at the end of the episode when she's, working on her laptop and putting all the names in and she's just having a really hard time putting Lucas's name in with, um, with Rachel that, that was sad for me. I, I don't know if y'all were all affected by that. <laughs> Dom. <laughs> when they... <laughs> Oh, we've lost Dom. When there's programs that have quite serious content, I don't know if you get this in America, I'm sure you, you, you do, but when there's a program that has like some fairly serious content in it, there's always a thing at the end that says, if you've been affected by any of the themes in today's episode, please call the number on the screen. Do you get this? <laughs> this does that happen in America? 
like they're Samaritans and stuff. Uh, been, yeah, like, yeah. Like, are you, you know, if, if the episode's about depression or suicide, they'll say, you know, if you're struggling with depression or suicide, you know, <laughs> reach like... out for help at this number. Yeah, kind of. I almost think that this episode needs that now. The way you sort of said it, like, have you been affected by the boy draft in this episode of One Tree Hill? <laughs> if so, have you had cookies that are hard enough to be coasters? If so, call <laughs> Yes. That was that was really. I didn't like taste those cookies. I was just like, ah, so dry. I would like us to be the hotline for people for the boy draft episode. I would like them to to call us. I think we'd be good at that. I think that's a great. You can tell them about how they've been. You know, men have been objectified, and we'd break them down with you know talk about mouse penis, and they'll feel (laughs) a lot better. I think as long as we always bring it back to the python, everything's good. Tahani, that's got to be a t-shirt. Mouse python. Oh, I can see God. it already. It, <laughs> and it's just wrapped around his own body. <laughs> attacking. <laughs> it is attacking his own face. Just spitting. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, now we're just asking her to draw, like, erotic uh, cartoons. Is that what? <laughs> could she also just... She knows what she... To draw a phone line. <laughs> Like, this is the helpline number. <laughs> so Harney knew what she signed up for when she decided to be our costume designer. Yes. Um, we actually haven't heard from Tahani in a while, um, coincidentally. Maybe she's <laughs> she's just left. <laughs> I can't even remember what the question was now, to me. Were you affected by the spreadsheet with Lucas? She's found Brooks find it hard to write Lucas in for Rachel. I, I thought it was... It was an okay moment. It was fairly touching. I, I think she's done more work in this one episode on a boy draft than she's done for the three seasons of schoolwork, it's, uh, which I, th- I thought was quite interesting, except for when she did her presidential campaign. But most of that was mouth, I think, that won that for her. So, um, yeah, it seems like she's put a lot of effort into this and got a little bit sad. But she doesn't seem like the sort of person that's going to give in. I don't know whether she's going to have... It's almost like they've set this rule that you have to date that person now. You have to go on a date with them. So um, I'm guessing she's going to have some sort of date with Chris Keller in the in the episode that we watched tonight. And you two are looking at me as if I'm an idiot, but also because you can't tell me. So <laughs> I have no idea. I also can't remember, to be honest. But... Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, let's let's talk about Peyton because we haven't spoken much about Peyton. Well, actually, we have. We kind of have. Yeah, actually, we've spoken enough about Peyton, haven't we? Just... Lauren hasn't. Lauren, how do you feel about Peyton oh, in this one? God, I thought she was such. I actually have in my notes here. She's such a B in this episode. <laughs> Uh, and I say she somewhat redeems herself by picking mouth, but it's too little, too late for me. So unpack that. What What do you mean? Um, I mean she was just on Haley's ass about you know about Nathan. Like she wouldn't even give him her chance to explain about why she's working with Chris Keller, and you know she's just like I'm gonna pick her, and then. Um, you know, she's just kind of like poking at Nathan, like, you know, if you don't want me to, if you don't want her to pick you, you know, I can take care of that and just unnecessary, you know, like she just brings all her baggage about, you know, oh, I'm sorry that I actually have dad who's kind of nice or, you know, 
yeah, she just like projects that on everyone else, right? It's like quintessential bad day, having a bad day and just making everyone else pay for it, right? And stuff. So this is like a bad 10 years for her. So she's just dragging everyone through it. So, um, and I thought it was nice that she picked mouth and kind of gave it to, you know, Nathan to Haley, but damage was done for me. Like, I just thought like, you've been awful for the last 35 minutes of this episode, right? <laughs> and it's kind of Brooke that has to like smash her back down to earth when, when Peyton sort of challenges Brooke and says, look, why don't you put the cheer back in cheerleader? Well, no, it's the leader back in cheerleader and like look after the team and be nice to Rachel and get on with Rachel a little bit. And she turns around, like Brooke turns around immediately and he's like, you get on with Haley, then I'll think about getting on with Rachel. You know, you, 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 you can't throw that one at me because you're doing exactly the same thing to someone you've known a lot longer. So um, sort it out. And I, I thought that was a, a actually a really good moment from Brooke kind of throwing that at Peyton. Peyton didn't have a terrible episode, I didn't think, in my in my view. She was just a bit, like, extra bitchy towards Haley, which is a bit unnecessary. And then, yeah, I, 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 I totally get what you mean, though. Like, at the end, she picks mouth, and it's like, okay, you've slightly redeemed yourself, but you're still that whiny teen, and we need to sort of move past that quickly. <laughs> yeah. It's also, like, none of her business... It's someone else's relationship, marriage. Have an opinion, sure. If you if you have to, if you want to, you voiced it a couple episodes ago. Like, get over it. It's mm. nothing to do with you. Like, a relationship is more complicated than what you are seeing on a surface level. You don't have all of the details, and regardless of that, it's nothing to do with you. Therefore, like Haley's friendship with Peyton isn't determined or shouldn't be determined by Haley's relationship with Nathan they're two separate things and I think it shows some maturity there but I agree she does redeem herself in the end but she's difficult sometimes but at the same point maybe she's playing more true to how teenagers are how adolescents are like we we were all we all had our douchey moments you know of, (laughs) of making people's problems our problems and being judgmental and doing these things that help us to grow as people. Mm-hmm. Well, Lauren, what did you think of the Dan, Deb, Karen shenanigans that continue? <laughs> how, are you a fan of this stuff? How do you, how are you enjoying it? I am. Um, although I will say amateur move by Dan peeing in the pool. I mean, everybody pees in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> But normally when you pee in the pool, you're in the pool. True, but <laughs> does it make any difference? I mean, he should have peed on her when she was in the pool if he really wanted <laughs> one to her. <laughs> then it turns into an R. Kelly video. And... Oh, oh, God. <laughs> you could have got Mouth to do it because he could have been stood around the corner and you, no one would have even known him. You know? <laughs> he could have wrapped his, his dick around one of those things that you put your, your wrap your hose on, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's actually over the wall and around the corner just extended it over oops and then back this is pretty dark it's a pretty dark episode guys <laughs> I'm, I'm glad this is this late in the podcast because if someone's made it through this much then you know well you done. deserve it yeah. we still them. listening we haze them enough yeah <laughs> but okay so he pees in the pool 
uh, Deb gets him back by putting laxative in mm. in his coffee, and then he has to go at the cafe. And I really wish Karen wouldn't have let him use the bathroom. She was really nice. and like, oh, bathroom's over there. I would have been like, bathroom's out in the street. <laughs> Bridesmaid and go take a shot in the street. <laughs> <laughs> that, that scene is so funny. Yeah. That's kind of classic. I would have ruined have, his have campaign. Re- would have been awesome. Have either of you guys seen the show uh, The White Lotus? It's on, mm-hmm. on HBO. Okay. Well, if anyone's seen it, or you guys should watch it. It's really good. It's on Sky here, Dom. But there's there's a poo incident in it that's pretty hilarious. Um, it's a very dark drama comedy. It's, it's good. I recommend it. It's like a six-part series. Anyway... Uh, and, and we get the whole the sign the the mayor sign and row 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 your vote which is a good campaign slogan we're gonna need a bigger sign the jaws reference and dan goes negative with the campaign video dom <laughs> what did you think of that move from dan uh, it actually made me laugh because you know the tv it plays a video on you see the play sign come on in the top left corner like someone's pressed play, like, okay, this is when this needs to happen in the scene and they press play and then it starts playing. So it's obvious that, like, it's not TV, which is meant to be, because mm. it's meant to be, like, a campaign. But so whoever's edited that together has missed missed that bit mm. there. Um, but actually, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was so funny. And, like, you see, it's like Karen Rowe and, like, has a short temper that kind of thing launches the chair through the window and then it's dan and his chair like i approve this message <laughs> <laughs> Which i love that part. perfect touch perfect just his face With... turning up you can see his face in the reflection of the window when they're putting the sign up and she just takes the sign down and can like her own sign down and can see it and it's just like oh jesus this is huge but that, like there again their part of the episode for me was the best part of the episode. Lauren, would Dan or Karen get your vote? Which way would you go? Do a write in, picking Whitey. <laughs> um, you know, in Texas, they just passed a law today saying it'll be open carry. You can bring a gun into any you're going to have a gun without a um, a permit. And I feel like if Whitey was mayor, he would have like an open alcohol container, you know, since he just walks freely throughout the high school with a bottle of whiskey, I feel like he would pass something like that in, in Tree Hill. So my vote goes to him. Wait, so you can and just cashews. walk around with a mm-hmm. gun without a reason. What? Did you say you could walk around with a gun? Yeah, without a concealed weapon permit. Yeah, in Texas, it's truly crazy. Last year, <laughs> I mean, we like just proper, have... like you can have, you can literally have a gun and a holster on a belt. Literally, like Texas I mean, eighteen each business can have their own rules too. But I mean, as far as the state, yeah. Jesus, we we just had. Uh, like really really bad uh, a horrible shooting here in the UK which Ooh. a couple of weeks ago which it doesn't happen 
very often uh, here at all because guns are outlawed except for like farmers that have them for I don't know shooting rats what do farmers have them for I don't know but it's uh, and it looks like it was a strange case of where this guy had a gun permit and then it was taken away and then it was given back to him randomly like a few months later so there's this whole investigation going into it mm. but it's like a huge it's, it's a horrible absolute horrible story but it's a huge deal here that it's crazy that there it's going the opposite way where you know people are more easily being able to get weapons i mean how does that make you feel is this going into a weird place but does that make you feel uneasy <laughs> Uh, or do you have a gun? Oh my god, these guns! <laughs> <laughs> that's all you. That's yes. all you need. <laughs> that's all you need. Um, yeah, I mean, people are going to do what they want here in America anyway. So, places. I, mean, well. <laughs> I saw. I saw a, a, a video on Instagram the other day, which was, "Oh, I'm in Walmart, so this is where I buy my clothes. This is where I buy my." this is where I buy my soda oh yeah that's where the guns are and there's just a gun cabinet and it's just like Simon can you imagine walking into Asda getting a fuck, walking out with a fucking Glock it's just ridiculous it's crazy well it's just yeah. it's just another world isn't it another world but you know what land of the free <laughs> apparently each to their own just please don't shoot me that's all I ask don't shoot anyone <laughs> just don't shoot anyone. anybody yeah don't shoot anyone the shooting yeah. we had over here was like the first one in like nine years or something like that. Like the first major shooting in about nine years. Jeez. It's wow. crazy. Whereas, you know, over there it's every nine minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I saw like, you know, you ever see those signs on like a work site that says, you know, this many days since our last accident or with lost time, you know, we have a counter like that in America, like <laughs> this many yeah. days shooting it's usually zero. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh that's crazy sorry yeah that was a bit off uh off track there i just no i I, I, I think I, it's yeah it's crazy i mean i think let's take them all away if no if there were no guns anywhere we'd be all right no guns no knives just love and one tree hill can mm-hmm. we make that happen yeah of course we can Dazzle cloth for everyone. Everyone would be happy. That's just. Yeah, what if people just peed in each other's pools or, you know, (laughs) X lax in somebody's drink? I mean. I like the way you think. I like your point across, right? (laughs) Well, here's. They won't mess with you again. Here's the real question to both of you Would you rather have to swim in a pool that you're current husband or wife that you're you know not cordial with has just peed in or drink you know laxative and then have to have a conversation with your ex lover that you have a adult child with people yeah I mean, people i swim in pools now and that's exactly what it is anyway so <laughs> there probably is enough chlorine to like protect you we actually have so i don't know if y'all have this in the uk but we actually i just found this out we have basically it's like airbnb but for pools so you can just rent somebody's pool in their backyard for a couple hours or whatever um yeah it's like different you know like you can get 
find pools that may have an extra, like a separate bathroom outside the house. So you don't have to go in their house or, you know, the owners will kind of put different stipulations on there. So I'm actually going to one, like a pool party this weekend. That's one of these like Airbnb pools. So I will be swimming in lots of people's urine. <laughs> so just Willingly. put some laxative Willingly. in someone's coffee and then all the bases are covered, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if someone whips I'm going to just have that X-lax ready to go, just pour it in. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Oh, dear. Well, okay. So, have, have we have we covered? I think we've pretty much covered most of the characters near enough. Let's go into judgments, and it will it will get together. You know, any parts that we've missed anyway. So, Lauren, who is your favorite performer of this episode? So, my favorite performer was Sophia Bush. Um, and a lot of it plays in from what she's talked about on drama Queens uh, about how she's in real life and growing up in high school, she was very reserved and shy. And so playing Brooke Davis has been like complete 180 for her and, uh, you know, a lot of challenges. Um, so I, I guess maybe that weighed in my mind because it's like the fact that she can access all that, that, you know, um, being sexy, being aggressive, being assertive when that's not really her personality. I think that that makes her a fantastic actress. And I think that was really on display today. And she had some great one-liners that she just delivered. I mean, if she didn't deliver them the right way, it wouldn't have gone over the same, right? So I'm picking her as my favorite actor. Nice. Dom? Well. Wow. Mine is someone completely different than I don't think we've ever picked before. But I don't know their name because I'm not allowed to look it up. But my favourite was uh, the person that plays Bevan. I don't know her name. Does anyone know her name? Do you know her name? Yeah. Her name's Bevan. Oh, is it? Okay. (laughs) So I picked Bevan. And she's from Wilmington. Like, she was like a local cast um, person casted out. Yeah. That's awesome, and and she's now she's a Peloton instructor. Oh, hear that? Yeah. Well, I picked her because she had a great episode. She was very funny, and the whole daydream sequence that she had with Skills was fantastic. Just the, just that moment. <laughs> That was great. I thought it was brilliant. And then she's like, the bell rings, and she's like, Whoa, snaps out of it. I, I thought she did an absolutely brilliant job of this episode and um just her interactions with brooke as well and just being a little bit dumb but but so funny and and a little bit like you can't help but like her and i thought she she did a fantastic job of that so yeah bevan well done it goes to her what what about you simon who you uh picking for the episode that that's a good choice that i just have to quickly say because we didn't mention that that daydream sequence is great and something that we don't often get like that in one tree hill like it was played really well because it was played straight as if this is actually happening and then like you said yeah the bell flipping her out and skills was so funny in that moment yeah i really liked that moment it's like she thought about it it's like she was thinking about going to do it, you know. She thought about it and then was like, realized where she was and was like, oh, nope, got to go. Um, it's hilarious. So, yeah. 
I am going to pick Chad Michael Murray. I know that it's the obvious answer for me, but it really got me at the end when he's running and the quote is so good. He's the master of master of your destiny, the captain of your soul. Was that him? Mm-hmm. I, I just I I know that we've spoken about that it's a silly decision and it's stupid and you know the heart condition and all of these things he shouldn't be doing that but he's determined and i thought the performance was really good especially like his running and yeah lauren who was your favorite character of this episode my favorite character was bevan for the same reasons that that dom nicely outlined (laughs) although i have in my notes uh i picked Bevan, for all the time, she's creepily checking out skills. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> perfect. That is perfect. Dom? I actually think my favourite character of the episode is... This is difficult. It's kind of between three, but I'm going to pick Rachel. I think I think Rachel just had the perfect combination of being able to outsmart Brooke, which, you know, Brooke made that look very easy anyway. But she and um, kind of just keep people on side and win people over. She won over Peyton. Lucas is already, you know, quite won over with her and, you know, has that conversation with her at the door and calls a counsellor and makes Brooke look like such a like nasty piece of work by putting in some like minimal, minimal effort. And uh, I really thought that was done well today. Uh, as I say today in this episode. And um yeah, I think I'd pick her out as being my, my favourite character of the episode. And uh Simon, who are you going for? I am going to go with Haley. Ooh. Yeah, I think it was a difficult episode. People were coming at her from different angles, but she overcame it, she got through. Yeah, she's true to herself. I like this Haley. She's made a she's making making a, a strong comeback from where she was in season two. So I pick Haley. Lauren, favorite background performer. One line or less. I really wanted to pick the girl who set who picks Narion, but she was the one taking the pictures and shooed mouth away, so she didn't qualify. So Mine is the guy that I would have picked, the guy with the really bad dance moves in the montage. Yeah, nice. love that. <laughs> Dom? So I was originally going to pick the guy that stands next to Lucas or is like crouched next to Lucas when they're doing the running. And he's like, uh, I can't really remember what he says. It was something along the lines of like, come on, baby, we got this or something like that. You know, <laughs> I was going to pick that guy. But actually, there's a trio of red there's this there's one guy in the background, I think when Peyton and Brooke are outside talking to each other, and there's this one guy in his really, really red T-shirt that's quite tall, standing next to a girl who's got like a red backpack, standing next to another girl who's got another red T-shirt on. So like the trio I read there, I'll pick the guy that had the red T-shirt on because it just, again, randomly stood out to me. So I'm going to go there. A bit, bit out of place. And you, my friend, who we got? I agreed with Lauren. Bad dance move guy. He was my guy. Was he the so, one that you yeah. said on the watch along? He's like 45 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That, 
I don't think it was him, but there was someone there that was like, yeah, he's like, this is like a 45-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing there? Is he just getting involved. <laughs> yeah. He just, there's a draft going on? Sure, I'm here. Let me get in. Somebody's dad. Nothing to do here anyway. <laughs> yeah. My wife doesn't know I'm here. It's fine. <laughs> I just went out to get the paper. Um, okay. Favorite oh. line, Lauren. Mm. Um, I'm going to pull Dom and do an honorable mention. Honorable mention to all I need is Rachel to die of TSS and life will be perfect. <laughs> as, a, as a female, you're like always concerned about getting TSS. And it's like less than 0.1% people get it. But so I felt that. Um, but my favorite <laughs> line was. All right, I can't. Let me try to do the voice. All right, Paris and Nicole, that's enough. If I wanted to watch cheerleaders wrestle, I'd turn on pay per view. <laughs> no, that was his voice, but that was pretty good. Now okay. you've got to run for your money there, Dom. <laughs> but not madness. Dom, Dom, I just tried that out for the first time. <laughs> first time in thirty-four years. Dommy. You call me Dommy. Does it work? No. no you don't like it. <laughs> I used to call you Dominico when we were kids. Do you remember that? Dominico. I do remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, funny Lauren, enough. Do you prefer. Okay. I was going to say, funny, funny enough, like everywhere I've worked. So when I worked for uh, Sainsbury's, which is a supermarket chain here, I worked in a lot of different stores. And there's always always without fail someone and they're completely unconnected to each other they don't know each other there's always someone that calls me mr dom always there's always someone goes mr dom and that and then they just call me that all the time and i never (laughs) mention it i never say oh there's one guy that called me mr dom and then i go to my next store i was like this is one guy that called me mr dom it just happens very strange anyway i'll shut up now (laughs) Dommy. Lauren, do you prefer Dommy or Dominico if you had to choose? Ooh, I guess I would go with Dommy. But I watched that in real time. I watched you like throw it out there and see how it went. I was really happy I was there for that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you were there too. You <laughs> if you there. ever want to throw out a name for Dom, you have my permission. Please. You don't need his, you need mine. Yeah. And I'm happy for you to try things out. Just go for it. Mr. Dom. <laughs> Mr. Tom. <laughs> Dommy, what you got? Dommy. Um, I, I also have written down, all right, Paris and Nicole, that's quite enough, blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to go with one of Bevan's lines, which is, duh, Brooke, five is more than three. And <laughs> she completely gets the draft picks wrong and doesn't know what's going on. And she gives um, Rachel the necklace as well. So, yeah, Bevan gets my favorite line of the episode. What about you, Simon? Who is what was yours? Mine is a whitey line. I I liked the well, Fede isn't into whores. That was a good one, but that was my honourable mention. But I liked Whitey's line of he needs his sleepy sleeps, <laughs> or he's gonna be like getting a mani pedi. Mani pedi. I real talk. Uh, F and I are going to get pedicure tomorrow. Ooh. What's good? I'm here for it. Is someone touching I'm your feet. Get my feet sorted. Weird. Yeah. 
I'm all about it. I'm not comfortable with that. Lauren? I, I used to think that was weird that men did it, but now when I go get my nails done, I see guys getting it done. And it, I mean, they're not getting nail polished, but it does clean up their feet. And I think it's. Lauren, I, Lauren, I feel like you know me pretty well by now. Does I mean, it you seem won't give me a hug, so I, I don't know. But... <laughs> I'll give you a foot five. And have sandals on. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. When your foot is ex- <laughs> when your foot's exposed to the air like that, you have to look after them, you know. Mm-hmm. Lauren, favorite song? Favorite song is "Boyfriend" by Ashley Simpson. It's being played during the the boy draft. Nice, Dominico. It was the only one I knew, but it was also "Boyfriend" by mm-hmm. Ashley Simpson. What about you, my friend? Well, the only one that I knew was an Ashley Simpson song called <laughs> Boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, Full House. Full House on the song. At last and not least, the precious, precious rating. We know how this... Don't laugh at me, Dom. <laughs> how dare you? The last is not a comedy podcast. It's serious, we have sponsors now. The... <laughs> <laughs> we know how this goes lauren did you have a number in your head before this conversation begun i'll do you one better i have a number on paper Ooh, paper. did your number on paper change during the course of this conversation it didn't it's notarized so i can't change it even Still if i wanted laminated it <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, after our conversation it has not changed Dominico, same questions. I have a number. It may have gone up by one. And nobody ever asked me, so <laughs> yet the number has stayed the same. So <laughs> on three. One, two, three, ten. Seven. Oh. We're all over the place. And yours went we up got... Yeah. I didn't I didn't think this episode was that great. Okay, firstly, shut your whorish mouth. <laughs> Secondly, we've, we've got about 30 seconds before we have to go into the watch-along and people nope. are in the waiting room. So... <laughs> Leave them there. <laughs> so, so, wait, Lauren, did you go with an... You went with an eight. Mm-hmm. Don went with a seven. I'd rather meet at a nine, but for time, I'm happy to go to an eight. Dom, can we get you at an eight? I just go there I think now. So. Go there now. I think you can get me to an eight because actually, I I did enjoy the Bevan, Brooke, Rachel a lot more. It was actually it was actually Dan, Karen, and Deb that were that pushed it from a six to a seven. And I think on reflection, the the boy draft but those three in particular have made it closer to an eight so i i will be happy to match lauren at an eight but no higher than that lauren are you happy with that i'm happy got you're a superstar lauren. got my eight i'm good <laughs> lauren what i'm happy about is that you are in our lives because we love you we appreciate you and it's always great fun podcasting oh, with you, you guys too. So, 
So you're on my list. You're on my hug list for 2025. Okay, first one. <laughs> Granted. Yeah. I'm not even on that list. Jesus. <laughs> well, before we go anywhere, firstly, ravenshoops.net. Secondly, oh, why? Because Dom basketballs go through. Oops. But Lauren, they also go through. Nets. Ravenshoops.net. We're going to have to go Ravens on three. Dom, count us in, my man. Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens! Ravens!